Welcome to Also the Books, a podcast where we discuss the books we're reading, the books we want to read, and even the books we're forced to read. I'm your host, Adam Johnson, a high school English teacher in North Georgia. I've spent about a third of my life trying to convince students to read books for class, for fun, and for their own good. Joining me today is Mr. Shannon Reed. Mr. Hey, Reed, everybody. Please say hi to the people and uh, tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, my name is uh, Shannon Reed. I am a audio-video tech teacher here at West Hall High School. I'm a product of West Hall High School, and I'm a product of North Georgia College and State University, Go Saints. Well, they don't exist anymore, so used to, Go Saints. Um, I am a newly found uh, reader for pleasure. Uh, most everything that I've read in the past has kind of been textbooks and and assigned reading and things of that nature. So uh, I, I really like picking the brain of you, Adam, and our other f- common friends because they're all kind of really into books. And I'm really into books, but I really want to be more into books. So, And you're married and you've got kids. And how long oh, yeah. have you been teaching? I'm married uh, uh, to a beautiful wife, two beautiful, amazing, intelligent kids, Sawyer and Cassidy, uh, Sawyer's seven and Cassidy's four. Um, how long have I been teaching? I've been teaching in 2010. I came in as a math and science teacher and uh, just anywhere they had a need, uh, I kind of tried to fill in those, those gaps. So, yeah, it's, it's been awesome to be a part of something that is part of my past. Like it's awesome to be able to come back to your alma mater. I did that for a couple of years uh, when I started my career, went back to my high school alma mater. So that's, yeah, it was a, it was a good feeling, but um, you know, I love West Hall and. Oh yeah. um, All right. So these interviews are centered around five, pretty much the same questions um, for each interview. Um, and the first question is what book are you currently reading? And it has a sub question because as an English teacher, I can never just ask one question. So what book are you currently reading and what is your preferred method of reading? So the, I've kind of got two books that I'm currently reading and one is was a suggestion by my brother-in-law. Um, he lives out in California and works with, he's got a weird story in of itself. That could be a podcast episode, but um, he works out in San Francisco right now. He's a former Marine, but uh, he's, he and I kind of uh, share a love of um, different kind of books. So we, we have some of the same kind of tastes, but he suggested a book called A Gentleman in Moscow by, um, and I'm not sure, I'm probably butchering this person's name, but it's Amor Towles, um, okay. A-M-O-R. Um, but it's a really, it's a really neat look at, it's kind of a historical Russian piece when Russia was starting to become um, what it is now. And there was the bourgeoisie and things like that. And this guy who was part of that kind of elite class was put on house arrest in this really fancy hotel and he befriended this young girl. And then throughout the life of this guy, he kind of discovers some of the finer points. Like he it's, it's a really neat way of looking at 
the the don't despair spirit of someone who he it it almost wasn't the look at all of these nice things that I have. It was uh, finding the nice things no matter what I have situation. So sort of that looking for the silver lining kind of hopeful. Right. And outlook. I could be completely butchering. It may, it may turn out to be something completely different <laughs> than what I'm saying. I'm about a third of the way through it right now. So. Well, so that's the beauty of books, right? You're currently reading and you try to give a description of it to somebody and then the author throws you a plot twist or right includes this historical element or whatever. And it just takes off on this completely different path right. and winds up in a, in a wildly different destination. Exactly. Um, the, uh, other book that I'm kind of, I'm kind of always reading this book because, uh, and we'll go into this a little bit later, but, um, when I start thinking about them, I will pick them up for a stint and I'll start reading them. But there's a second book that I'm reading called, and we've actually, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've taught this here at West Hall, but it's called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I know that our friend, um, Andrew McCain used to teach it. Um, right. But um, it's called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, An Inquiry into Values by uh, Robert M. Persig. And I picked it up because obviously I have a love of motorcycles. And just from reading kind of the short synopsis of it, it felt like it mirrored the relationship between my father and I, where, you know, it kind of culminates into this uh, person that's kind of looking at, you know, people based on are they, can they work on their motorcycle or can they actually fabricate and fix their motorcycle? Um, and the freedom that being self-reliant gives you to do things. And I think it all kind of is wrapped around this cross country trip that this father and son take mm-hmm. and, uh, and they befriend people along the way and things like that. But my father and I took a similar trip and my father was very much a self-reliant individual when it come, came to mechanics and, and just kind of out of the box thinking uh, at one point in our trip, he had, you know, broken a motor mount in Northern California and we took like almost like a bailing wire or like some sort of electrical wire and literally just, just, wrapped his engine back to health to limp to the next wow. uh, place where he could fix it. And now, was it there, was just something. Was there, was there chewing gum involved? Is it like, like a Maybe duct situation? Tape. Like, there yeah. might have been duct tape. <laughs> I don't know. We did have duct tape in the toolbox. I mean, it, it, couldn't, it wasn't far removed. I mean, what toolbox? What is a toolbox without duct tape? I guarantee you it crossed his mind. He probably yeah. stared at the wire and he stared at the duct tape and he goes, which one? 100 miles. <laughs> what can I do? Um, so are you reading those, are those hard copies? Do you have a Kindle you there, read on an iPad I, or like? I am, I'm, when I'm reading texts and things like that for education, I'm completely okay with reading on my iPad, um, or reading via screen, things like that. When I want to sit down and read for pleasure, I, I, I look at it akin to when I go backpacking, I would rather mine, I'd rather be in a place with no cell service and technology because technology is such a huge part of my life and I absolutely love it and appreciate it. And it's a hobby of mine, but the reason that I can be sane 
when I'm dealing with computers and things like that is if I get a spot away from a computer. Yeah. And there was a a time back when I was starting to be like, I want to read classics and I want to read these things. (laughs) And iPads were starting to become a thing and they're sort of kind of book shaped. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to adopt this thing and I'm going to get my book. Sure. You know, shelf on. And I downloaded all of the classics and then I just realized that this is, I don't know, this isn't for me. I really enjoy, like the last book that I read kind of semi-quickly was um, uh, Michael Crichton. Um, it's a book called Dragon Teeth. It's not a sequel to Jurassic Park, but it's okay. not a prequel. It's like a Wild West paleontologist. I don't know how in the world it possibly links to Jurassic Park other than the fact that it's dinosaurs and Michael Crichton. But um you know, that was, that was a hard book and I just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the flipping of the pages and the smell of it. It was, it was good. Like I said before, I am, it's almost like I'm more into the meta of the book mm-hmm. than I am the yeah. actual reading of it. I really enjoy the vibe. I like it. Like you're sitting there drinking coffee. I uh-huh. enjoy yeah. putting out a cup of coffee, you know, sitting down, you know, if there's a fire, if it's wintertime, something, I like the idea. As as people have been doing since the invention of the book, exactly. Um, yeah, I I'm a little bit that way, uh, except for because of you know being an English teacher. Normally, we're teaching out of hard copies, so if I'm reading right. a book for class, which is a lot of the reading that I do, it's uh, it needs to be a hard copy so I can underline and be on the same page with kids and um, right. with students, and so. Yeah. I'm also like, since like there are people and I wish that I was this kind of person that read, you know, five, 10 books a month, something like while they read, maybe they read 50 books a year or something like that. That's not me. It's, I don't uh, understand those people. Yeah. I'm lucky to get maybe, maybe three solid, uh, for pleasure texts in, but Mm -hmm. it's a real big point of pride almost like my bookshelf, like, Whenever I read a book, I want to be able to be sitting in my basement or to be sitting in my kind of office section of my classroom. Right. And I want to look over at my bookshelf and and reminisce just by seeing the spines of the books that I have. Absolutely. On my bookshelf. And I and now I'm a little bit jealous of the fact whenever I see like especially now in the Zoom days, a lot of people have made their studies into their uh, background, and you kind of get to see the little world that they live in. Yeah, and, um, I don't remember you asked our friend uh, Matt Phillips the other day. Hey, what are those blue books with the silver binding and, and things like that? And I was yeah. like, I, I'm right there with him. I've got some old classic um, math texts that yep. I purchased for when I became a math teacher. It was kind of like a a gift to myself just to put in the classroom. It was like these published in the 50s. It was all the classic mathematicians. Right. It's not a book you sit down and read by ha- any means. I have to say, I have, I've admired those books on your shelves. Uh, they would make um, almost no sense to me beyond being pieces of decor. Like on right. the inside, they're not going to make any sense to me. But um, yeah, they're, those are attractive books, I would say. They are, yeah. Yeah. Like I, for whatever reason, bought uh, Euclid's. um, (laughs) No, I'm serious. Like there's like. I know. Classic geometric. I don't know. Yeah. It's the love of the book. Of course. 
Um, so you're reading A Gentleman in Moscow. You're reading Zen and the Art of Motor- Motorcycle Maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, are these books that you would recommend to students? Oh, yeah. They're um, great. I don't understand. Uh, I don't necessarily understand the Lexile level, but if I, I view it as a at the level I'm at with reading, if it is a comfortable read for me, it's going to be a comfortable read for a high schooler. I would think. Like, okay, I'm probably I'm by no means an honors level high school reader. So, you know, I would think that. They'd be good, easy reads. And, you know, they may learn something about them. Both, both of them are kind of um, uh, the – they're both of them are kind of moral – not dilemmas, that's the wrong word, but moral stories. Right, they're, they're, right. The intention is to teach you, like, hey, here's something to think about. Yeah, I mean, when the subtitle of your book is an inquiry into values, that's right. – you know, you're going a little bit above beyond a – motorcycle quest narrative right. kind of thing. So both books recommended to students in high school. Um, yes. Okay. 100%. Very cool. The, yeah. They're very good. Now I've also recently, and I do this too, and it's just, I'm sure you do it too. Cause you've, I know English teachers have a stack of books that they purchase cause they see them and then they just sit there waiting to be read. No, um, I, who, who, <laughs> who does that? Um, but I, um, so being from North Georgia, um, when the, uh, stay at home orders, uh, began, a lot of mm-hmm. people started reminiscing back to a, a series of books that are published. I don't know who publishes them, but they are writings from the Rabin Nakuchi uh, school okay. and one of their English teachers kind of binds it all as far as, uh, you know, making whatever is written into a book, but they, these works started in the sixties maybe, and it's called Foxfire. And now they're on the, the Foxfire. Um, they don't call it one, but Foxfire through Foxfire 12. There's 12 editions of this thing. The last one, the first one came out in the sixties at some point, the last one came out in 2004. And, um, it's kind of a, you know, they've gone out into this kind of, the hills of North Georgia and talk to the locals about everything from canning jelly to, you know, field dressing a hog to weaving, to sewing, to doing all these different things. Um, It's kind of a cool, like planting by the signs. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Things like that. So So you got those books. I remember you texted us. I bought the first and the 12th. First and the 12th. Okay. Yeah. It's the, it's the through part of the one through 12 that you're working on. That's right. Yeah, about, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe once a year I'll buy one or something. Sure. Um, okay. So, what are you planning to read next? Um, well, let's see. I I have droughts, and I I have a few books that I've um, read in the past that, or that I've begun reading in the past that I haven't um, either finished or have just kind of shelved for for some wild reason, but I usually go on suggestion like that. The uh, gentleman in Moscow book was a suggestion. I was kind of in a drought uh, where I was just reading the Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance very sporadically mm-hmm. on my shelf. I've got, you know, some Ernest Hemingway and things like that, that I haven't started, but 
I do kind of similarly to my enjoyment of film. I want to make sure that I've seen all of the classics so that when I have a conversation about film, I can refer to the classics. And when I see new films, I can see where directors took some, you know, liberties and, and took some inspiration from other filmmakers. I want to read some of the, especially the American classic authors. Um, but the books you're supposed to read, like I should probably finish (laughs) reading the sun also rises. I should probably read some Kurt Vonnegut. I should probably, you know, so just, I've got those books sitting behind me as we speak. I should probably knock those out or, you know, I might just steal one of those, uh, Bob Dylan books that you were teaching out of this year and give that a look. See, yeah. Um, that book, I don't know if it's a reading book. I don't, I don't listen. Well, that's like some kind of hillbilly. I don't know if it's one of them reading books. Reading books, but uh, um, pictures and stuff. I am not entirely sure that um, why Dylan matters is a book that is um, one you would just sit down with a nice (laughs) cup of coffee and out on your back deck and read. Um, But well, actually, you know what? I can as we're talking about this. It just clued into my head the book that I will be reading next. I just, uh, today, um, our film study books came in for uh, a film class that we'll be teaching next year. And I mean, it's, it looks amazing. I'm excited to see, um, some of the things that it talks about, but again, it's less of a pleasure book and more of a textbook that I need to like flip through and, and see what we're using to teach out of. This is for your IB film class. That's correct. Okay. So is this a book that you feel like you're forced to read? Is it a book that you feel like you're going to have to force kids to read? I don't. Um, and, you know, I'm working <clears throat> with Danielle Duraney um, in this, and she she found one of the two books, and then we both separately found the same book um, together. Well, separately and together. But um, the one is writing about movies, um, the fifth edition, and that's going to be good. I'll be reading through that, but that's more of her her game right there. And then one of them is called Looking at Movies, and this is the one that we kind of found together. But, I mean, it looks, just in a flip through and reading a couple of pages out of it, it has classic movies. It has modern movies. Um, it talks about, you know, really things that I'm passionate about, like sound in movies and, and how different time periods affected different things. Shoot. They've got everything in here from, um, the Lego Batman movie okay. to like 12 years a slave. Um, wow. I mean, and they've got citizen, every, well, every film book has citizen Kane. In it, so. Yes. That's the, uh, it has the Shakespeare of film. I would imagine. Exactly. Yeah. So if that's not a book you feel forced to read, what was the last book that you were forced to read and how did you motivate yourself to read it? Um, so, and I think, I mean, this is by no means a suggestion. I should really read the things that people tell me to read. The last book that I was forced to read was probably for one of our PLC opportunities and uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, professional learning communities, uh, sure. teacher thing. Um, so there for a while, we were um, required to have these book chats. And I understand 
yeah. the idea behind it and I'm for it and I'm for further education of teachers and everything like that. But it was one of those situations where as a teacher, and you know this, we're kind of doing five, six, seven different things. And now you want me to read this book to check a box. So I did what any normal high schooler would have done, I guess. And I skimmed it, found a couple quotes, discussed those quotes. Buddy, and... I didn't even do that. I okay, went to Amazon wow. and okay. I went to the reviews on Amazon. Wow. Read the top like three reviews, found some buzzwords and things like that. And then whenever we'd have a discussion, I just regurgitated that stuff. So I'm as I'm as bad a student as as I can think of in that regard. So, uh, but it was one of those things that I wasn't passionate about the thing we were doing. So I just, I cheated, I guess, for all intents and purposes. So (laughs) do as I say, not as I do. Well, and to be fair and to, to allow yourself some grace with yourself, (laughs) forced reading is very different than pleasure reading. That's correct. And it's, yeah, it, I remember that. And it's not like they were quizzing me on it. It was, right. uh, hey, let's all get, you get the gist of the book, we move on. A lot of people were getting it as an audio book, and that's fine. The last college um, forced reading that I had, I should have enjoyed. It was one of the classics. It was Moby Dick, I think. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the for, forced reading that wasn't a textbook. Um, Moby Dick, and um, instead of going home and reading every night. I did the college thing. Cause at the time I was just like, get these books or whatever. Um, I bought the audio book unabridged of Moby Dick okay. as narrated and get this as narrated by Burt Reynolds. That was probably worth whatever you paid for it. I tell you, um, it was the best because I, I commuted to North Georgia College, so it was like 40 minutes one way. Yeah. Buddy, you want to talk and, about the best 40 minutes of my life? Burt Reynolds telling Moby Dick. I wonder he if that did all thing the voices. available. Man, I need to find Yeah, it. yeah. Wow, that's – okay, so you motivated yourself by finding a version of Moby Dick that you could listen to and like and get into. Exactly. I was, I've, uh, tri- I've tried to read Moby Dick, and I just – I'm – I'll just say this in a number of ways. I am not Andrew McCain. So right. I'm, he, he bought class sets of that book to teach in American Lit. And I'm sure that he did it and did it justice. It is, um, it is, it is not a whale that I uh, feel the need to catch. That's or even pursue. Perfect uh, so, analogy. Yeah. So, I, you know. I, I'm with these books. A lot of it is I really want the information already in my head. Yes. And whether it be because of a slacker's attitude when I was supposed to be building up my reading ability in school earlier that I don't enjoy it as much now, but I'm, it's like typing. Like I yes. really wish that I had focused more on typing when I was young. So I was better at it now because it's everywhere now. I re- wish that I had done more than read technical manuals and things like that for the things that I was passionate about and had more pleasure reading so that I could have built up my skill in reading so that it wasn't laborious, I guess is the word. Well, and not to discount the reading of technical manuals because those are right. There's a language they speak. Right. Right. Absolutely. 
And, you know, if you're in Northern California and your motor needs to be reattached, then That's right. having read a couple of those might be, uh, might be helpful to have those in your, in your and old noggin. Exactly. Yeah. So the, we're coming to the last question. Okay. Um, who, who is it in your life that you talk to about books and where, who are people that you get recommendations from? You've already mentioned, uh, talk your to you. Yeah. I talk to you and I talk to Matt. And Phillips and I talked to uh, my brother-in-law Jeff Pomerinke. He uh, um, he's the one that at one point he did like a he was like Kane in Kung Fu. He walked the earth, <laughs> but he found himself. He graduated from college, and here I'm telling his story. Um, found him. He graduated from college. He came home for a second, and then he decided I'm going to go to. Um, I'm going to go to hike the John Muir trail. So he goes and hikes the John Muir trail, 200 miles. And he took three books with him. I think it was a uh, Hemingway, a Vonnegut and something else. And I got the same three books and I was like, I'm going to read them while you're reading them kind of in solidarity or whatever. Sure. And um, so he did the John Muir trail. Then he uh, finished that flew to Peru and sat at the base of Machu Picchu for two weeks while he <laughs> created his resume and then got on a sailboat, lived with a family for a couple of weeks, sailed through the Panama Canal. He's trying to, I think he's trying to create this so that someone writes a book of him. Yes. But, um, and then he flew back to California where he lives now with his uh, now wife, who he met on that trip in the John Muir Trail. So um, that's quite he, the story. Yeah, it is. But he and I, um, he has a mind that I appreciate that. You know, you can surround yourself with like-minded people. And if I did that, it would be people that just, you know, the people that I grew up around, we know how to work on cars. We know how to Mm -hmm. farm. And I'm sure that there are some people, my dad really was a fan of science fiction. He read a lot of Isaac Asimov. In his Mm -hmm. later life, he read a lot of Tom Clancy and things like that. But, um, you know, not a lot of my family's reading for pleasure. Um, so having friends that are more into the humanities and things like that, um, and having Jeff out there with a completely different look on life because he's right. living in a metropolitan area in uh, California, in the Bay yeah. Area. Uh, he sees life from a different perspective. We get to have that conversation about the books he's reading. And we also get to have that conversation in a very, very respectful way about, right. Hey man, this is the way things happen on the East coast in the majorly conservative area. Hey man, this is the way things happen on the West coast in a majorly liberal area. Right. Okay. Well, awesome. So well, I think that's, that's, that's the beauty of books, right? Is that it's anybody can read the same book and get different things out of it for one. And for two, they can become bridges between people who may or may not see the world the same way because they may not be reading the book the same way. As long as they're reading the same book, there's that sort of connection between the two people. Absolutely. Or the group of people or, you know, whoever. Um, Yes. So, yeah. Yes to all. All right. Well, I want to thank Mr. Reed again for joining me. Uh, Tune in next time for book recommendations, another interview, and more. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode and who you think I should try to interview next. You can contact me on Instagram at mrjohnsonteaches. 
And to paraphrase Garrison Keillor, be well and read good books. <laughs>